0: This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a weekend basketball bonus. place four fifty 50 bet basketball bets, regardless of the outcome, and you'll get a $50 free bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And PropSwap, it's America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And StableDuel, it's a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes and you can win as much as 25k with one entry head over to stablezool.com and get started today and of course do not forget to go download the sgpn app your home for all of our free picks and podcasts all right dj's welcome back to the tpc dfs and outright betting show it's your boy boston caffer with the god of golf himself and special guest jeff Nagel.
1: What's up, buddy? What's up, man? How are, right? are you, bud? I'm good. Right? I should, uh, yeah, I
2: am. I'm sorry. I was looking at odds. Uh, yeah, it's great to be with you guys. You guys have been killing it lately. I heard uh, <laughs> you had Andy Lack on lately. You had uh, Joe Idoni. Yeah. And then you got my dumbass. So That's, that's how you, right.
3: That's well, up. you're reserved for, you know, the crown jewel and all the majors. So, of course, we had to reserve sure. the spot for you to come on this week. I so. appreciate it. Yeah, a, of course. It's, it's a been a I while have. since we've done a show. It ha- has, actually. Yeah, I, since, When uh, was the last I show asked. we did? Was it the fucking the, the show, championship, right? Yeah, yeah, it was when I uh,
2: the FedEx Cup? We do Yeah, when I that? got
3: we got an argument about the uh, the or War, whether it's yeah. good or not.
2: Oh, love the tour championship. And then you called right. me a
3: fuck you call me a fucking psychopath for going back all the way 2007, seeing what would
0: have happened. Because yeah, <laughs> that's a psychopath move, Steve. No what? one, no, no one, no one doesn't think he is correct in calling you a psychopath about that. Listen, I, I leave no rock unturned. So. <laughs> yeah. But
3: before,
0: You have to go fifty. Yeah, I I I got a question I gotta ask her. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But no, I will. So before we get it Jesus Christ.
3: Before we get into it, I got a question I gotta ask Jeff here. Okay. I've been listening to you for the past like six or seven months or so. And I've heard some comments you made about a certain golfer that you tend to like. So I just wanna know, like, how are things with you and the Shawley family? You guys okay? You guys cool?
1: Like, things alright? What's going on there?
2: Okay. I don't know what impressions you've you've gotten. Listen, I'm a little. I was a little sour. Okay, I saw this coming, and it was it was I was not happy about it. Like I saw this coming back in July when he won the gold medal. I I talked to Andy Lack about it, and I said, "Yeah, it's good. He kind of got got over the hump. It got a little dicey towards the end, and he closed it out. And yeah, that's good." But if he goes like the Justin Rose route with this gold medal, acting like this is some sort of accomplishment, that's gonna suck. So I've been kind of bitter since he won that gold medal. And now he sees he he went back to Japan for the Zozo,
1: probably got some appearance thing there, and he got the uh went to Saudi Arabia. And it just he's just not doing what you know, you like, when you root for a
2: team and they draft a running back second overall, like, <laughs> God, that sucks. Like, what are you doing? And you know, it sucks and, but it's still your team. So yeah, yeah, Alexander's my guy. Yeah. But it's, uh, I'm in a, I'm in a state of mind now where it's like, I'm just trying to figure out how I can get him to win the Masters and oh, that makes everything better. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's kind of going that way. Oh, is because it? We're still on. We're still, we're, still, we're still. I think we're still on
3: track
0: what, to, to be what, 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 what track? How is How is he on track to win the Masters? I'm just curious. Because he's kind of under the radar right
3: now. Like yeah, he's doing okay, but like, like, but
2: like yeah, he's not. He's not a flavor of the week. You know, you're gonna have yeah. more people betting, uh, like a Will Zalatoris, yeah. or maybe even Scotty Sheffler now at the mass. Like the, Xander's gotten like zero attention. Right, and he's. I mean, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. He finished, uh, third at, uh, he almost got in the playoff at the freaking Phoenix. Yeah. He finished 13th at Riviera. That's fine. That was his fourth week in a row, including a trip to Saudi Arabia. So yeah, he might have been a little, little gassed. It's fine. If he does nothing this week and he goes out early at the match play and just comes into Augusta totally under the radar, just like he did in 2019, but like, yeah, maybe he'll have a, he'll have, his chance.
1: Man,
2: that's that's, that's all, all I've been thinking about since July. It's like, all right, well, how can I? only thing that matters is the majors. So what do we need to happen? And, you know, I'm glad he didn't win Riviera or Torrey or Phoenix because then, yeah, he wouldn't be under the radar. So I'm, I'm still holding out hope. All now, right. if he wins this week, like, yeah, I'm fucked. And then it's like a total Ricky Fowler pass. Gold medal. Players, <laughs> you know, I don't no. want that. Oh, like, my I God. I don't want
1: that. Xander so turning into I'm Ricky Fowler.
2: I'm just, you ask me how I'm doing. Like, I'm just a little nervous as a fan. Yes, because I is, just, I want more. I want yes,
0: more. That is going to be in the social tagline. J- Nagel's Bagel says Xander is turning into Ricky Fowler. I just want to let you know that's going to be the tag on the show.
2: <laughs> but there are certain. Golfers that winning the players is like their best accomplishment.
0: Yeah, it's a great accomplishment doing the
2: players. Yeah, it's a fine, it's a fine accomplishment. Yes, but I don't want that for. I don't want to be. You
0: don't want that for your baby boy? You need a, you need a major for your baby. I boy. want
2: to be a Super
0: Bowl champion. <laughs> I'm not right.
2: content, you know, losing in the NFC
0: Championship game. I want I want to be next level. So you want to be you want him to be Brady and not Aaron Rodgers, basically. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You you don't want him to be Matt Kuchar, then, right? right. Or
2: Ricky Fowler. That's the only reason I said
0: Ricky is because, like, that's
2: was his peak. Yeah. Say yeah. That's the same as for Kuchar. Yeah. (laughs) Like.
3: All right, listen, I just wanted to make sure things are still cool with you guys. You know, I considering you weren't very happy about the Saudi comments, you uh, got on Andy Likes podcast and were complaining about how pop you were. Like, it was some garage band that suddenly got a pop hit, and it was on all the top 40 stations now. Yeah, I just want to make sure that, you know, things are okay with your boy. And By the way, I agree with you. I think kind of things are trending in a good direction for Xander. I think, like, a miscut or, like, a T-50 this week and, like, an early for the match play, Maybe that will set up some good things for the Masters, where he's you know under the radar. So yeah, you know we'll see. So root for him to fail this week,
0: all right? That's what I do every week, Steve. That's what I do. Every I know, week. I know it is. So all
3: right. So you know, typically this is where we would ask our guests, like you know, like what are some of the things that like you know he's looking at? But Jeff asks a lot of, or you have to ask a lot of really good questions. You push back on a lot of stuff that you hear, and like you know, as you consume stuff through the week before you make your picks on Wednesday. So Wednesday. So. What's on your mind right now? Like, what are some things you want to ask? You know, like, what are some things that you've heard that maybe you want to push back on us on or get clarification? I don't know. Like, what's on your mind, you know, for the players before uh, we get into it?
2: All right. A couple things. All right. Uh, All right. No particular order. Are you guys going to just ignore some of the carnage from the
3: weekend at Bay Hill?
2: Yes. When you're looking at it, it's just like... Yeah.
3: I mean, look, it's it's in my stats that I look at, but I'm not going to say, oh, we played great at Bay Hill or we sucked at Bay Hill. Like, it's that was circus golf last week. So, like, good shots weren't rewarded. It was just kind of a luck box situation. Like, how many balls got plugged in the bunker, too, that we saw there, too? Like, it's just, there's nothing you really do. So, well, sure, like, yeah, it's in their tee to green numbers. It's not, like, something I'm really going to, like, either punish a guy or reward a guy for. Okay. Well,
2: I I'm just curious if people are gonna do that or not. It's like, oh this guy, he was he was terrible on the weekend. He sucks now. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. I, I was I wasn't sure. Okay. Uh I heard you talking about this. I also heard Andy Lack talking about it, and it's kinda different. So is this gonna be like a piece of shit wedge contest? Or is it, uh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. How did. relevant I heard you say that you're kind of throwing. I think you said you were throwing out specific uh,
1: specific yardages. Yeah, but if this is gonna be a a wedge fest, I want to know what. I guess they, a lot of a
2: lot of
0: other tournaments are wedge fests. But this is this isn't gonna be a wedge fest. Like yeah, like I, different. This is a test of the bag. Like you gotta use like almost every club in your bag at this place. It's not gonna be a wedge fest.
3: Yeah, like, I, like, so the shot distribution shot or chart I saw on data golf didn't really emphasize a lot of like shots under 125 yards, at least the last couple of years. It's a lot of more between like 125, 175 and over 225. The problem is like, there's not really a heavy concentration on any particular range. So, And I am one to kind of think that, you know, the only thing at our disposal to look at this stuff is proximity stats and like those are kind of junk. So I'm not really looking at any particular range this week. I'm kind of just going like I I think a big thing for me is because of how this golf course is year to year and with the weather kind of just going more feels this week like i'm not really trying to overcomplicate things and like sometimes i come to the show where i'm like all right i'll pick like a tournament from this place and this place and some of those guys i have some things for but it's overall like i think this is going to be just a weird funky car crash week as far as like the golf course gonna play differently every day because of the weather the wind is going to be in different directions every single day are we gonna get rain are we not are they going to turn on the sub-air system? Are they not? Are they going to play lift, clean, in place? Are they not? There's a lot yeah. of things that we just don't really know right now that I think I'm just going to kind of try and prepare and take guys who I think can handle a lot of different situations in one particular weekend that are just tough golfers. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I'm going for. All
2: right. Now i got to text Andy Lack and ask him why he thinks it's going to be a piece of shit wedge contest. Um, I, don't right. said, I don't think he said I don't that. think he said that. No, I don't, I don't think he said that at all. But no, but he, he was, was talking about wedges, which made me think, okay, well, then I'm definitely not going to play that guy. And I just want a clarification. Wow. It's all about clarification.
0: I got you. All right. two, uh, what you got, two,
2: next? Two, what you got two, next? What you got next, Jeff? I got two things. Two yeah. more things, two right? things. All right. Go. Steve, if I'm looking at, at like, uh, if I'm trying to find some comp courses, right? I'm a big comp course guy. I like to talk to you about greens and agronomy and that type of thing. But now I have a Pete Dye golf course, so should I? Do you think I should put more emphasis or pay more attention to golf courses with similar green types, and maybe look at that angle, or should I focus on the Pete Dye types and look at like Heritage and Windom and that type of bullshit? Yeah, I know Windom well, wrong.
3: Well, I mean, I think for concourses, I've more looked at just places where like it was pretty penal. So like that was a lot of different places. Like, you know, you got some Jack Nicholas golf courses on there. You got some, um, Arnold Palmer ones on there. You got some other die courses on there too. Uh, just the general concept, I thought of just like the importance of just keeping the ball in play, keeping it consistent, positional golf wasn't necessarily more Pete die specific. I mean, really, if you only want to take Pete die specific, you really only have TBC River Highlands and PJ West in your, your disposal. Okay. He was a bigger ballpark. It's a lot more mm-hmm. driver heavy in this place. They say they, they're whistling straight, so those aren't really good comps. So, just more conceptually, just like if there's a lot of water, a lot of hazards, a lot of like areas where you just got to miss on the right side. Like I've picked out some golf courses there, but as far as the greens, I only looked at it just from yeah. You know, I do have in a putting like an overseed putting metric that I looked at. So a place that I looked at for that, yeah, T V C Scottsdale, which actually is the superintendent of this golf course. Uh, used to work there, so similar agronomy there. Uh, PGA West, obviously, they overseed all their uh, their greens there. Uh, it's also almost it's like a cheap replica of uh, TBC Sawgrass too, so that works. Uh, TBC San Antonio, which you've used in the past, had pretty good success. Yes, uh, those are overseeded greens as well. Innisbrook, uh, those typically are overseeded greens when <clears throat> it's in the it's in uh, March. Last year though, it was mostly Bermuda, so you might want to throw that out, but it's hard to if you're just looking at overall like a data, it's it's in there, so it's it's difficult to just slice it out. And then, you know, not many people know this, but Heritage actually in April oversees their greens. It's a Poetrivialis mix, too. And that's also a P type So I think Heritage is actually a great comp for this week. You kind of see some guys who you know, you typically wouldn't think would be good in these all-star events, but, you know, they're pretty good here and they're pretty good at Heritage. So I think if you're the, just looking for putting, I think you look at those five places, you're doing okay.
2: That's a lot. That's a lot of looking. What, yes. what was the thing with Heritage, though, with the, during the COVID shutdown, I think when Webb won, that it was, it was different that year than normal?
3: Yeah, so similar to what I just said with Valspar, where it was later in the year, it was mostly Bermuda, that was all Bermuda. So throw that one out, too. Okay. But everything else, anytime it's the week after the Ma- the Masters, uh, it's got some overseeded greens. Okay, well that's that's yeah. uh, so it's it's most it's most of their history.
2: All right, well that's all I have on my list except for the weather. And my question is that in they played, they've only had what they've had three,
0: uh, three in March years yeah. in March. Yeah, and so one that, and one was cut cut short. One, yeah, that's
3: yeah, it. one was one
2: round. Two, year,
0: two years yeah. in March. Yes, yeah, that's what I meant.
2: So in nineteen when Rory won, it was kinda cold and it was uh that was a lot softer than it was when JT won, right? Cause J- I remember J T last year it was it was a little
3: it was a little firmer and faster than normal. Yeah, so so the fairways were still pretty soft, but the greens were a lot firmer last year. Uh although some greens were a little softer, some greens were a little firmer. It seemed like the guys were complaining about
0: inconsistency no with
3: the greens like i know 17 is oh, yeah. just rock yeah. hard
0: they were bouncing off yeah but I think, because like, they just I think, redid like, it it's because they just redid that well, green. i think like
3: 13 was like a little softer but yeah i mean last year the greens were definitely firmer the fairways still run a little softer because they got to put so much water down to get the overseed done so um and you know i mean i i think <clears throat> while they do have sub air Underneath all the greens, if it's raining during the tournament and during play, it's not a force field. There's still going to be water, at least on the surface. And suburban only does so much. I found quotes from a guy from the East Lake. He's the director of agronomy. He says suburban only does so much. You really just need rain and wind in order to completely dry them out. Like, and you can go back and look at masters where it rained during the tournament and, and sure it still played. You know, the greens are pretty firm, but any little bit of moisture and rain that you can get into those greens is going to help. Like you see some of these guys hit approach shots when it's raining at the masters, takes that one hop and it kind of stops. It doesn't keep going to the hole. Guys are having kind of trouble getting to the pin. I think that's going to help some guys this, this week too. If there's a little bit of rain, you know, even though they had the subair, you know, cranking, you know, this week. So
0: yeah. And the way uh, it, ra- and the way it rains here, it's not, I mean, it's, it's like a, it's like a, they turn the shower on for 45 minutes and then it goes away. For the yeah. most part.
3: Yeah, I mean, subair just it makes it playable. It, take, yeah. it takes the puddles off the surface, but it's still going to be there's still going to be some wet spots, still going to be some spongy patches like it's not going to just make it completely dry. It's yeah. that's not how it, you, you need still natural elements in order to completely bake it out, which we're going to get probably over the weekend. So that's what I mean, where I think the greens are going to be very different at the start of the tournament to what they will be at the end
0: yeah I mean it spiked up to like fucking eighty eight today and now it's down to like fifty tonight, so yeah. it's just it's just doing its fucking weird rotational thing and it and it was overcast in the afternoon, so it dropped it down to like in the seventies. The weather's all over the place right here yeah, right now,
3: okay, all right, Jeff, you got
2: anything else? No, I'm totally screwed now. I've got <laughs> <say. laughs> too much yeah, okay, no, I don't have anything else.
0: all right, well, <laughs> why don't we take a break and then we'll start breaking this down. All right well, uh, Jeff tries to get his shit together right now is the perfect time to bet on basketball and win bet win bet is helping you cash the basketball pile-a bonus all users can receive a ten dollar free bet when they win lose or push a twenty dollar plus four leg pile a. basketball on basketball between Monday and Thursday and they got a weekend bonus play. all users can receive a fifty dollar free pay when they bet win and when they bet win lose or push four fifty dollar tickets. Uh, on Saturday and Sunday basketball games. Weekend bonus play can be used toward all upcoming college basketball action and as well as the NBA. And for you new WinBet Casino customers, they're now offering a 100% first deposit match up to a G. That's right, a 100% deposit match up to a G. The offer is subject to change terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
3: All right. All right. Let's start breaking this down. Uh, Jeff, since you are a very special guest, uh, why you tell us one guy above $10,000 you really like and one guy you're fading. All right. Very special guest. I think, (laughs) all
2: right. So I was looking at the last, just the last two years with the, with the, uh, the March, the March date. And there is, if you just look at the top 10, top, 15, whatever, names on the leaderboard. There is a plethora of guys. Do you that, even know what a plethora means, El oh, Guapo? I do. <laughs> there are many players that you would say, oh, he's a, that's a good iron player. Oh, he's a good iron player. That's what that, that's what these guys are known for. You know, Corey Connors with a seventh place finish and a, a deck ET8 and, you know, my boy Tommy Fleet with T5. You know, there's there's a lot of them. So, as much and I haven't looked at ownership, and this is all subject to all subject to change. But I mean, how can I not if that's what I'm looking at and that's what I see? How can I not play Colin Morikawa? How how is he
1: not going to be? He's a he's the best iron player out of all those guys, and I don't see I don't see a way around it. If if that's my, if that's what I'm going with, if I'm just going
2: to go with these great iron players that are all, you know, pepper in the top of his leaderboard, then yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to just, I'll just start with Colin Morikawa. There's a lot of, uh I've already heard it. You asked me about bullshit narratives. I've already heard about how John Rahm is kind of like drifting and he's kind of oh. with everybody else now and how disrespectful that is to the greatest player of all time. <laughs> so, and it's like, no, you know what, Colin Mark is he's, he's like right there. Okay. And this could be a, a re- the guy's already won two majors and a WGC and yet somehow this would be some kind of stamp to all the, the fucking people that keep insisting that John Ron is the best player in the world. So from like a personal standpoint, my like god, it'd be great. Colin could just fucking dunk on everybody again. And so, I like him. In terms of fading, I want to fade Rory, but I don't know what the weather is going to do. If, if they're going to water the shit out of this golf course and it's going to get rain and it's going to be a lot softer than it was last year, then, yeah, okay. He's Rory McIlroy. He's great. But if he's and, – and I talked to Andy Lack and he t- talks to me more about wedges. that I don't want Rory if it's going to be a piece of shit wedge contest. So. There's too many narratives. And you have Justin Thomas, and you have Victor Hoblin can't play in Florida except for the four times he's finished in the top five.
1: <laughs> you know, That whole thing.
2: And yeah, what if the Rom Drift thing is real? Uh-huh. I always get that wrong. I played John Rom last week. I was all in on him. I'm always a week early. So um, I got more narratives here. I'm sorry I didn't went through the whole thing, but no, that's fine. This is what, I'm, getting, for, what I'm battling with. These are the decisions that I have to make going into Wednesday. And, but probably going to start with Colin, probably right. going to fade worry.
1: Right. That's, okay. that's from let, Rank.
0: let me ask you an important question, Jeff.
1: Yes, sir. Do you believe in curses? Yeah, you I do. do.
0: You should rethink Colin Morikawa then. Yes. He's, he's so bold.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> let me ask another question.
0: Because as you
3: talk about narratives, I remember something you've been saying for a while about Kyle Morikawa. And I want to ask you, is this still your stance? So does Kyle Morakawa still have a problem at Pete Dye Golf Courses? That is a very popular thing. I've always contended. From the second
2: (laughs) I said that for the first time, I said it might be a thing. It might not
0: be a thing. Let's just... Let's walking play. that fence. Huh? I'm not taking a stance. Walking that know, fence. That way you're right either way. It doesn't
2: make sense, Capper. He's the best iron player in, like, 20 years. It doesn't make sense that he hasn't had a good success record on
0: Pete
3: Dye golf courses.
0: I agree. Well, let, well, let, well let, let, me, let me correct you. Especially since yes. he can use his driver as a weapon. Like, okay, well,
3: he, let me, he can take his driver out and use it here. Okay, well, he was pretty good at Harbortown last year. And I know that we're not using Kiowa, but, what is he, top 10 there too? So I, I think he's fine.
2: I'm not I, dying. I'm not dying on that yeah. hill. I know it's. Oh, you know, it was preposterous when I said. For the second I said it, I said, you know, not for nothing. I don't know if this is true, but <laughs> right as of now, this is a thing. And then, yeah, then he yeah he finished I think second yeah. at the uh, Heritage. He was great for three days, and then I think he had a bad Sunday or something. Yeah, it, he. I, like I, Cal- I don't want to yeah. die on that hill. I don't want Colin Coward to stink anywhere. I want okay. him to. What? And I don't know if it was you guys, or maybe it was, uh, maybe it was uh, Andy. But it was that when he, when he gains, when he, whenever he has a positive putting week, usually he it does,
1: it doesn't carry over. That was that was that, was, that was, that was, that Andy. That was Andy. Yeah,
2: yeah. So there might be that. But what? I was just saying strictly from a iron standpoint. Okay. That's where I would go. I might not play any of these guys, to be quite honest with
0: you. Yeah. I'm yeah. not
3: sure. Okay. Okay. So. All right. Capper. what about you?
0: I'm going wrong, man. Like he is a golfer who clearly plays well, in tough conditions. He backed another top ten. He did. He bay back- no back-, back to another top twenty. Like whatever. His putter is- congratulations. Yeah, whatever, dude. I want the last to maybe squeak by on a couple bets with that one. Um as far as the outright betting market goes, it's so weird to see him at fourteen to one. I'd like to see him drift a little more. I don't think he will. But he's a guy who has good history here. Um I think he plays well in tough weather conditions. He just can't fucking putt, and people win this tournament not being able to putt. JT last year. JT sucks at putting and he got hot on the back nine and started making everything. Um I'm fine. I I like I'm fine with Ram. Like I think I think he can pay off. Um, it was, it just depends on the weather conditions. I don't mind going back to JT either. Um, even if it's bad weather, if you were getting lift clean in place, which you know we'll get with these fucking babies, we'll get lift clean in place and then that means they can still attack. Um, and as far as my fade, I'm going to fade. <laughs> so it's funny. Even before I found out he was so old, I was looking at fading Morikawa, but I won't take that now. Um, I, I'll fade Rory. Um, I feel like he's going to be drained from last week. Like that was a grind for him back to back 76s. Um, If the weather plays tough, he's from Northern Ireland, but still can't play in the wind somehow. Not quite sure how that works. Um, But, yeah, I just think he's going to be just ground down. I mean, that seemed like such a slog for those guys, man. And to go from first-round leader to fucking just back-to-back 76s, I can't imagine he's a good mental state. So, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, pass on Rory. Okay. All
1: right. So...
3: I think I share the opinion of our guest, our very special guest, by the very way, special. that I'm kind of uninspired by this range too. And I don't see the winner coming out of this group. So I probably won't start with them draft kings, but we do a show and some of you might. So let's go with that. So I, I guess it comes down for me is like I said, this kind of a feels week for me and a lot of this has to do with kind of the weather and I don't trust Rory in unpredictable day-to-day changing conditions. So he's out. I don't trust JT at all in those types of conditions. I've seen it multiple times. I've been burned multiple times when stuff happens, when stuff changes day-to-day or hour-to-hour, as we saw last year at the Masters. Not him. Uh, I think last week, um, Victor Hoblin, even though he technically gained strokes around the green, I think just that golf course was set up where it was a complete luck box. Anytime you're off the green, it really depended on your lie depending on how well is sitting in the bunker that I think this week will expose somebody like that. <clears throat> Cause I think it's with the conditions, I think it's going to come out of how well you hit your irons, how well you scramble around and getting up and down, getting pars in. And I, I don't really trust him after last week. So, and I have a lot of respect for Morikawa, but the curse is real. So he's curse out. So real. that leaves me. So that leads me to John Rahm, who just seems like, I listen. I don't like John Rahm all that much. Like, But it seems like you put him in any sort of situation, easy conditions, hard conditions. He just ends up coming between like T8 and T30. And then everybody thinks he's, you know, the greatest thing ever. So uh, so I don't love this range. If I'm taking one guy, it's probably him because I feel like I can at least predict in any sort of day, you know, day to day changes. He's probably going to be about the same. So that's my play. But again, I'm not really all as enthusiastic about it. And then my fate is JT. I've seen way too many times. When you get him into conditions where it's either wind or rain or cold, like, I just, I don't trust him. We saw it last year, too. Like, the first two days were really windy, and he, I think he made the cut, he cleared the cut line by, I think, two. And then on the weekend, once it calmed down, that's when he took off. So, and this is kind of a volatile event where sometimes you do really well one year, sometimes you don't. I don't I, I think JT's gonna get tripped up the first two days just with the rain and just with mud balls and he's gonna be complaining, like you know, just have that hang dog attitude. I'm out on him
0: this week. Okay. Well, right. fair enough. All right. 9K race? Yeah, 9K raise Capper, why don't you uh kick it off? So I expected him to be chalkier, but Cam Smith, local cat, lives down here in Ponte Vedra. uh I think he's a stud. Like, I've, I've been on record with that, like, prior, like, I just think this guy is a stud. He's great at scrambling. He can putt. Um, when he clubs down, he's still super accurate and his driver, I mean, he's gotten longer, uh, and more accurate with that as well. Um, and I, I legitimately thought he might be one of the higher owned players. Where's the, where's the most, where's the most up to date shit? So, I mean, he's, he's still, like 10%. Yeah. He's only around like 10% in the, in the 9K range. Like, yeah, I love, I love Cam Smith in this. Like, I, I feel like this is his type of event, especially if it's windy and shitty condition, if it's windier, more than shitty conditions, right? Obviously, the you know, Australian narrative with that. Um, uh, he's a good bunker player. Bunkers all over the goddamn place on this course. Um, so yeah, I, I love Cam Smith this week, especially like, I, I legitimately thought he'd be pushing like 20%. And so when I opened it up earlier today and he was at 10, I was excited and I will absolutely be playing Cam Smith. Uh, my fade, I'm going to fade Cantley. Um, so I'm gonna ask you guys because it doesn't seem like he plays Florida much, now, right? And so I feel like it's kind of like why Brooks doesn't like Cali because when he was coming up, he was playing overseas and 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 doing that, and he never like really liked to play the Cali swing because of the poa and all that other shit. It might be the same thing for Cantlay when he does play here is. History isn't that great. He's 9,900. He's going to be the most owned player in this. So for me, um, it's an easy pivot off the, the highest owned guy here who doesn't. Florida golf is so fucking different as somebody who plays down here. Like the the carnage is real. There's water in play at all times. It's just a stressful fucking 18. Like, and I know Cantley's a fucking robot, but he doesn't like playing here for a reason. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to fade. I'm going to fade the highest price and most owned in the 9K range with Patrick Cantley.
3: Okay. All right. I mean, I like this range a hell of a lot better than the 10K range. Like, honestly, yeah, I can make a case for anyone in this range. So it's tough for me to pick one favor and one fade. So I guess for my favorite, I think I'm just going to go back with Hideki. I'm worried I was one week too early on him. I think, you know, capper, you made a good point. I kind of blew through it last week that his course history at Bay Hill was a little fraudulent. Yep. Yeah. So, and you were right. But here it's much stronger, just overall. I And, like, I, I think the biggest reason why I like Hideki is – I feel like with him, again, with changing conditions day to day, I feel like he's very adaptable because he's such a good iron player. He grinds out pars. He's really good around the greens. You know, we talk about how this is similar agronomy with TPC Scottsdale, especially on the greens. Well, he's got two wins there. He's got a lot of success there. I feel like he can putt a little better on this, the surface this week. So I just like him. I just, I trust him that I think he's going to be in the mix and can handle a lot of adversity that might come with whatever comes down the pipe. And, I guess my fate is DJ, although I can even make a case for him as like a contrarian pivot because it is going to be crappy weather. And I've seen DJ be a really good mutter before. And if that's kind of what I'm targeting this week, that would be great play. Maybe I'm talking into him right now, but I think just overall his play's is kind of been uninspired.
1: Just what
3: for whatever reason, like I know I'm not big on the course history, but like either before they did the overseas in March or even when they were playing in May, like it just seems like he hasn't really figured this place out. I'm kind of picking nits here, um, so I guess DJ's my fade. So, all right, Jeff, what do you like in this range? One guy you like, one guy you're fading. That has made some
2: really good points. You know, I, I'm i with you in this range. I think that I like Hideki the best. Again, I I don't want to get too hung up on it with the whole Iron Player thing, but listen, I fucking love Hideki. And I will, <laughs> yeah, man. And, like... If I just look at the guys in this range, like yeah, they're all really good players, but that's his elite skill set. I think he might be the best of all the guys in the nine thousands, in just for that. But yeah, you guys talking about the weather and mucking it up and everything else, and like I would, I would fade Cam Smith in that if, if it was perfect conditions. But yeah, if it's going to be windy and shit, like that's going to be tough to fade him. But that also, but same thing with Jordan Spieth. I was like, oh, I'd probably face Spieth there. It doesn't have the good history. It, if there's any guy in this range who may not know where the ball's going right now, it'd be Jordan Spieth, and you don't want that on this golf course,
1: yeah. But if it's if it's all mucked up, and
2: then it, it could be just the opposite. It might bring him into play. So I'm going to say Hideki, but... As my the guy I like, uh, probably my fate is just going to be Spieth because but it's bad course history, yeah, he got a it's, bad course history too. So. so that's uh, the, that's probably where I'm going, and we're going to have to talk about DJ a little bit later because yeah. I mean he's like 40 to 1, 40 to 1. That so doesn't make sense. sense. It's so bad. And, I mean, and how many like how many guys are going to drift that, re- and, and, and we're going to make reference to JT and how his number drifted last year, and everybody can't yeah. on that.
1: Yeah his are right.
2: Is too low, and when, when Brooks's number is too low at the uh, at waste management, like that yeah. DJ's number is that too low? Or too it's, high?
0: it's 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 fucking insanely low. It doesn't and make
2: I, so good, But only one person wins, and everybody go out picking twelve players. Like <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. How am on. I? Because he missed the cut at Riviera
0: he hasn't been good in a minute jeff he has not been good in a minute and like we so we talked about this as far as uh obviously he can turn it on or whatever but you know we were all thinking that like bryson would be the one who fucks up with the with the green books not being there but it seems like dj has been negatively affected by not having his greens book right it it always looks like him and his brother like take fucking nine years over every pot right but i don't know like it I not know. It just yeah, means. that's actually
3: a good point. They were talking on, I think, PG Tour Live. So DJ is a feel putter, but his brother was always in the Greens reading book. And apparently DJ said that his brother is not really great at math. And oh, my gosh. <laughs> so if he doesn't have his Greens reading book, I yeah, don't know. Maybe that's a thing. There's no
2: greeting books, green reading books at, at the Masters, and he puts just fine there. That's a great point. Fine. Yeah, great, great, great point. Back. Okay.
3: So, okay. no, I mean, listen, I, I, I get that too. Like, I can, I kind of made a case for DJ, and I think the number is low too. I can even probably make a case for Xander. I know his course history, he got the second year, but other than that, it's bad, and he doesn't really do well in Florida, but it kind of feels like this week, it's not really Florida golf, guys. It's getting cold, windy, rainy, like, not this typical hot, humid, like Florida, I think we're done this I'm supposed
2: week. we to say this about Xander that I don't think a lot of people are going to either know or remember. Not that I'm special in this regard, mm-hmm. but he was You're not. He, he was not. He almost withdrew from the players last year. He did not. He, he ended up missing the cut. He got off to a bad start, and but they did. They were tracking him. They were filming him because he, they they did this thing for uh for Tory Pines last year, like the lead up to the U.S. Open. And the all the footage they had at the players was him getting off this bad start and he was feeling dizzy and he almost withdrew, but he tried to fight through it and oh, yeah. and ended up going bad. I'm just saying, that was last year. Uh the year before that, he was playing great golf leading up into the players and he missed the cut. Uh two thousand nineteen. So yeah, yeah, he never really does play well in Florida. But yeah, he could be an under the radar guy. I'm probably just gonna bet him outright and just
0: well, have fun. That's, well, what, I mean, that's what I do he's with DJ. 3rd
2: and 13th in his last two starts. It's not
3: like he's lost.
0: No, he's not. Yeah. I mean, that's what I do with DJ. Like, I don't want to put him in my DK lineup, but fucking 40 to 1. Like, I saw this one, and I was like, how the fuck do I not bet this?
3: <laughs> well, I mean, like, I, I know we th- that COVID year kind of gets lost in the sands of time, but he started off pretty good, at least in that tournament. hit the ball great, just couldn't putt. Like, who knows? Who knows what could have happened that year? So, yeah. but yeah, I, I think, like, if this is going to be hard, tough, like, just either marks it up. I definitely can see Xander, you know, keeping up with that, obviously. So, yeah. All right. Why are we taking our break and then we'll, uh, down to the uh 8 range all right
0: listen well, there's never enough things to gamble on the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing and the best part is there is a new way to play the ponies especially if you are brand new to the sport check out stable duel it's a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes pick your horses build your stable and play against others and move up the leaderboard win as much as 25k with one entry if you don't know anything about horses Don't worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select. Build your strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com, and multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the U.S. Get the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our stats. So go download StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in the stable, and we'll see you in the winner's circle. Play, race, and win.
3: All right. $8,000 range. So I think where I'm going to start is we talked about it last week, just giving some guys a pass about what happened with Bay Hill. Well, I'm going to give Will Torres a pass at Bay Hill. It does look like he's very popular this week, um, at least relative to some other guys. Everybody's going to Daniel Berger right below him. And maybe people are just upset about what happened on Sunday, including me. I was not very happy with what happened on Sunday, but listen, it is what it is. That was a circus, uh, tournament. What I do know about him, great with his irons. He's pretty good at getting up and down. And I know he's had pro- problems with the putter, but on overseas services in his career, he's actually done okay. I see him do very well in tough conditions, in tough weather conditions, tough tournaments. I think that's going to be kind of like this, you know, this year and he was respectful in his debut last year. So. I like him, especially if the ownership's not really getting too crazy. And then this is my apology to Billy Horschel, uh, and an apology to Jeff Nagel. I think I said something last week that uh, got you off the set for him. My apologies. Um, but I was wrong, and he played great at Bay Hill. It's not really fraudulent, and now he gets to a golf course where he's not hitting as many long irons. It's going to be, I think, another mucky tournament, and it does not look like he's popular again. It looks like just people are going to Adam Scott or Shane Lowry around him. So I'll go to Billy Horschel. I'm just going to – I'll eat crow and say I was wrong. And, you know, Capper, you just made a point of you think Rory's going to be tired because it was such a grind. Well, you know, listen, last year's Bay Hill, that was not very easy either. And you had three guys – in the I think the top three guys in that tournament ended up finishing top ten in the next, year, next okay. week of players. So That's it can happen. Okay. Like maybe – like. Playing Bay Hill, like got them, I know it was tough, but maybe they'll get here and be like, oh, this is a little easier. And maybe just having the reps before this tournament, which might be a little tricky and frustrating, maybe that's good for him. So if the ownership's not very high, I'm going to go with him. And then my fate is, it's dangerous because I've always been someone to say, if you've been betting someone and you finally give up on them, that's going to be the week they actually do well. I'm giving up on Sanjay. I don't like what I'm seeing. Uh the, he lost in every single category last week to green. He had an amazing putting week. I guess that's the only thing I'll take from it is just that like I know he had a T twenty, but just something's been off. It ha, it was just last week. It's been the last couple of tournaments. Something is just off with him and I think at this point he's kinda gotta prove it. And he's got like he's still riding like twelve, thirteen, forty percent DFS ownership. So I think that's just why I'm gonna fade. So Jeff, All what guys. about you? What about two guys you like in the strange and one guy you don't?
1: Uh
2: okay. Well, I will say this. In my little warped course history, iron and play, recent form brain, I can really make a case for everybody in this range. And so when I was looking at it, I really feel like I'm 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 picking nits. I do like Shane Lowry. Um uh, I if if Honda happened last week and he was going straight from Honda to Sawgrass, I probably wouldn't I think the fact that he had a he had a, uh, a week to, to, to reset would be helpful. He does have, a, I think a, a top 10 finish or a top last five. Time. Yeah, last time. Yeah. Last time
0: out, he was top 10. Oh, here. No, oh, at Heritage. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me talk,
2: Cap. All right. Nice well,
0: let's, hey, hey, hey,
2: be nice. <laughs> um, you know, if the weather's going to be a thing, obviously I'm going to be okay with Shane Larry. I don't know the ownership. Um, it's low. It was going to. I thought Andy Lack made a good case for Brooksy. That could be a thing that he's down in the mid eights when he should, you know, a, a good, I like, think like a badass Brooks would be up there in the high nines, maybe even should be up there with the tens if he was Brooks. So he's kind of a little, little too low. I like that. So I would say Brooksy and Shane Larry, I like the most. Yeah, the Billy Horschel thing is a terrible long iron player. Yes, that did stick in my head. <laughs> I, and this and this is a couple of weeks after I said, oh, Billy's probably going to have a huge Florida swing. And I didn't play him either week. So, yeah, that was great. I'll jump on now and I'll miss the cut. So <laughs> that's how it works, Steve. You know how it works. But, yeah, you can make a case for anybody in this range. So my
1: fade, this is a little unorthodox, but I think my fade would be – Whoever the highest owned guy is, you should fade because
2: there's so many, I believe there's so many options. So if that's Adam Scott, then I would fade Adam Scott. If it's Louie, then I would fade Louie, but because there's this, you can make a case for everybody. So Mm -hmm. I I like this range a lot. If you wanted to go balance, you could really, if you could just find something that you like right here, you could really do some differential building in this. Yeah.
3: My opinion. Yeah, it's looking like the most popular player is uh, your nemesis, Daniel Berger. So uh, so that might be an easy fade for you then. But but he he looks very good at a lot of things here, too. And he's been good at this place. So I think I agree with you. Like, I think there's a lot of things in the nines and eights where a balance build would work really well this week. Like, you're right. Like, even Sungjae's hard for me to fade because I can definitely see it. Like, I can make a case for everybody in this range. So, yeah. He was a chalky guy last week, right? Or...
2: At Honda,
3: yeah, yeah, and it came through. Yeah, yeah listen, like, like some,
2: you know, that was the whole thing.
3: Yeah, You can't always be contrarian; just be contrarian. So, yep. yeah. All right. for yeah, all right,
0: everybody. All right,
2: Captain,
0: what about you? Sorry, no, no so, I, so I'm, I don't give a fuck what uh, burgers. Listen, if it, if it pushes twenty, like if it gets to twenty, I'll probably fade him. But I want to play Daniel Berger at this price. Like he just he he, he, he choked that shit away. Right. On Sunday. So I thought his ownership would be less, but obviously the community is, is smarter now than it was a year, even a year or two years ago, right? We don't give a shit. We'll play the flop lag game. Um, great, great designers can't putt worth a shit. Um, accurate off the tee. Florida golfer used to it. Give me burger at 8,800. He should be priced in the fucking nines. Like to me there's no question I just think it's I think it's a price point uh, I just think it's wrong like I think you should be higher um, and then I, I'm with I'm with I'm with Jeff uh, like give me some Brooksy, man 8600 like to me and I know the pricing's soft because they release and shit like and it's such a strong field but to be able to get Brooksy at 8600 bucks it's fucking dumb it's dumb he's got a good course history here he's not wild off the tee if he can putt then he will be absolutely fine. Eighty six hundred, and he's not even like super chalky. So yeah, give me that. And then I'm gonna fade Adam Scott. And it's only because it looks like he should go out and win this tournament. <laughs> like like based on the trends that's that are that's happening. Obviously, good close history here is one here. Um I think Adam Scott plays really well. I hate his fucking putter, it's borderline cheating. Um, but I, I don't know. I I just, he's going to be super popular 8,200. He's a guy who I've, I've bet lots of money on and I've had DFS and those fucking four foot putts. There's nothing worse than having Adam Scott standing over a four foot putt to either win a tournament, get him into it, make the cut something. It's just unsettling. And I don't fucking need it. Like I just don't need to have that stress. So I'm not playing Adam Scott.
3: You know how we said that, uh, things are kind of crescendoing for Xander to kind of sneak up on everybody and do well at the Masters. Well, I kind of got a feeling it's going to be Adam Scott versus Xander down
0: the stretch. Oh, me too. I got, like, I'm saving Adam Scott on my one yeah. and done for Masters, probably.
3: Yeah. I, th- I think, I think Adam's preparing for that. Yeah, so I, I don't know how much he cares about for this week, but you yeah. know, we'll see. So yeah. all right. I'm with you. $7,000 range. Jeff, why don't you kick it off? Why don't you just give us like three or four guys you like down here?
2: Okay. I just want to say, we were talking about green reading books before, and I think Daniel
0: Berger is a prime candidate for that discussion. Why don't you like Berger, bro? I'm More just curious. Sure. I, I've, I've never heard you, like, rant against him or anything, but you called him your arch nemesis. Why don't you like Berger?
1: Uh, oh, because his girlfriend was fucking mean to you? Are
0: you serious? Are you talking about that still? How many years ago was that? I haven't said a word. But that's what you were about to say. I forgot until I forgot until just now when I saw I saw that. Embarrassed, I can't believe I'm still mad at him about this face. Never mind. Just move on. We're fine. Okay. Thanks. 7K range.
2: Uh, 7K. Child. Oh, I was supposed to be first in this range. You were. There's a couple of guys that I like. I just off the top of my head, I'm going to have to make a decision on Tommy Fleetwood. Last week was
0: a stop. Last week was Tommy's last stand. it. I was lucky. I was lucky enough. Fucking gross. He somehow made the cut. He back ended into it. He he wasn't. It's because the number moved. He knew he shouldn't even made the cut. The cut moved. If you put money on fucking Fleetwood, Jeff, I swear to Christ, just go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. So I was saying
2: that he probably shouldn't even have made the cut last week. The number fell, and he made it, and then turned it into a T twenty. Uh, beat Sergio in the matchup Sorry about that buddy um, Don't think I wasn't tracking that So I have to make a decision Do I if, do I want to go back to the well One more time Let's see So I'm thinking about that Corey Connors Valero Texas Open uh, Ball striking bastard Iron player uh, Showed a
1: little something last week Showed a little something last year Let's see. Let's check the ownership on that guy. Okay. Ah, uh, where else?
0: No, he withdrew. Corey's, Corey's going to be he, he'll Speck. be he'll be popular, but he's not going to be like, holy shit! I can't believe he's that owned. I like Gabe Hester.
2: I mm-hmm. did the, I did a I did a majors preview show with our friend Andy Lack. He's got a lot of run in this episode.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> he really is, isn't he?
2: We were talking about the <laughs> we just we just threw threw names out there for the players, and I mentioned Abe. Answer. I wanted to ask you, but it was on my list. I forgot to mention it. The TPC South went down
3: in Memphis. Is that that's all Bermuda, right? So it's Zoysia Fairways, Bermuda rough, Bermuda greens. But yeah, I I think high level concepts, pretty similar to this place.
2: Okay, because yeah. uh, I heard uh, Mayo talking about in Brooksy and. Abe Answer and Daniel and actually,
3: actually, another golf
1: course that the superintendent of TBC Sawgrass worked at, TBC Southwind. How about mm. that? Yeah. So I'm going to give Abe Answer a good look. Uh, Sam Burns poked his head out a little bit last week. Yep. And
2: he won the Valspar, right? He won the Valspar. Yep. He did.
3: That was, that was more of a Bermuda Valspar, but, yeah, oh. he won the Valspar. was. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that overseed thing, I think a lot of his putting came from there. I'd have to look, but that was mostly Bermuda Greens last year when he did that. So I don't know how relevant that really is to like his putting performance on overseed.
1: But yeah, there's a couple guys top.
2: at the top. Like if, if people are going to play Matthew Fitzpatrick, then I might go to answer. Um, Everyone is, I want to see the, I want to see how the ownership, how the ownership breaks down. But then in the bottom, the bottom seven, they got Gary Woodlands. Like he's he's showing
0: something that man. 17 was so hard to watch bro oh my god yeah, like totally I, oh, oh god it
2: was tough did you see my recap show i had gary 18 to 1 but yeah. i partnered him with kyle larson yeah after he gonna get out of the bunker i'm like fuck it, kyle larson is so gonna win that race that was yeah. 90 something to one
0: i know i saw i don't know anything about nascar but good job i guess
3: i don't that know kyle larson that was a heartbreak too so that was <laughs> maybe it worked maybe it worked out okay that it, you already got out of the way
0: I no, because didn't, didn't didn't Larson win? Now Bowman won. He
3: got past it with like oh, two laps ago. I don't know. No,
2: I, he lost he, in he, devastating fashion. Uh, oh, yeah, shocking. Both of my guys. Way to go, Lost in devastating
0: fashion. Way to go, Jeff.
2: Story of my life. Oh. So yeah, I I think I named enough guys. I'm gonna do some shopping around here. Uh, what to do with Paul Casey? Who fuck Paul Casey? I no, I like to name all these guys that you can't stand. I want This is fucking. <laughs> God. Listen, I said last week on the show, I said Paul Casey, his, his ownership's getting up there. If he has another decent week th- this week, then his ownership for the players is going to be through the roof and then you can fade him then. Cause you don't want everybody to be playing Paul Casey. Fuck Paul. But, boy, that was, uh, that's why I asked you about the carnage outside. He was terrible over the weekend.
1: Yeah, it was, oh, yeah, he was. I
0: fucking, I lost I lost a fucking seven leg parlay cause that cocksucker couldn't make a fucking putt.
3: Yeah, oh, I think I had him. I had him top twenty at like plus one seventy five, and he was sitting T six on Friday. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great, and then he finished seventy second. What uh, happened? Don't touch the money, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, so,
2: uh who? Okay, so I have to fade somebody too. No, no, no you're just, gonna fade somebody. No, in the
3: four, no. Okay. All right. All right, Capper. What about you? Pick a couple guys you like.
0: All right. So he already mentioned Burns. I like Burns. Um, and he already mentioned Answer. So I won't mention them. I love Answer this week. Um, I'm hoping his number's gonna fall a little bit. Um he's somebody who I consider for an outright as well. Um so I'll just kinda go to the low sevens. Like goose. He's I know he's kind, he's he's not even as chucky as I thought. Like I said, sitting right around ten percent. He's got a decent course history here. Guy can't putt. Uh but he had a sense of humor about it he uh he uh he he missed that I don't know, whatever four footer or whatever it was, and then he blamed the spike mark and he like quote tweeted himself and he's like, How can you miss a three-footer and not blame a spike mark Because he went back and like tamped it down. I was like, all right, he's got a good sense of humor about it, so he's moved on. He's seventy two hundred. Um, He's one of my guys who I play all the fucking time So why would I not Same thing with fucking Cam Young I don't give a fuck I'm going to keep playing him until he doesn't play well This guy plays well He's $7,200 That's it. Like, I I don't need to have any more thought about it. He he hasn't, he hasn't burned me yet. There's no scar tissue. The guy seems to show up. He hasn't had a week off in God knows how long, but he keeps fucking showing up. Why would I not, why would I not play him at 7,200? Um, and then going a little lower. Um, same thing with Lanto. Um, I like Lanto a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, and he's, he's not as popular at all. Um so i like I, I like those guys in the lowers, and based on like the build like i like i'm I'm not doing as much of the as I used to um so typically I'm doing the the single lineup which I fucking blow at um so uh maybe I need to get back to building uh even my three to fives um but the uh yeah i mean seventy two hundred for for those two guys, and i think uh, so I heard i think it was Andy talking about Norin. I don't know enough about that dude, I feel like he's burnt me a couple times. Um, I saw somebody on the Slack channel post him for what low Swede or whatever, which I think is fine. Um, so I don't know. I guess I can consider him, uh, based on, on what Andy said. I, I kind of want your thoughts on him because I feel like you played Norn a bunch, Steve.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm going to play him again.
0: So I'll talk about him. A little okay. Bit. Go ahead. Why should you talk about All him
3: right. Then. All right. Well, we'll save him for a little bit. I'll, I'll start more towards the top of the range. So, you know, Gary Woodland, um, maybe because now I'm
0: on board, that's going to end it for him. Don't you do this, Steve. You stay off the fucking. You chastising me for fucking playing, telling me that's it. You need an intervention. No well, here's, more here's Woodland. The thing. Like, he's I just a guy. How come he's not popular this week? Is it because of like he?
3: Everyone thinks like oh, he got burnt out. It's a devastating loss, and he's not going to be able to recover the next week. Yeah. Dude's just playing good, and like I said, there was top three guys at Bay Hill and a division top ten the next week. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. He's just playing good. And if I want, like, I think Gary Woodland in tough, hard conditions. Where he can get up and down, hits his irons well. You know, you talk about how you know he's won TPC Scottsdale before. Similar agronomy, fine. I'm good with that here. I know his course history hasn't all that, been all that good, but since they moved to March, it's one cut where last year he just sucked, and I think he finished like T third in the other one. So whatever. Yeah. Um, If I'm talking about a guy who is going to hit a lot of fairway, hit his irons really good, uh, is a really good scrambler, and can putt really well on Overseed, doesn't make a whole lot of bogeys. Uh, give me Russell Henley. Uh, I know he's mostly known for being like a short knocker, but Hey, like, listen, there's actually a lot of tough, like golf courses, big boy golf courses where he's actually done well at that, uh, the, the U S open at Shinnecock Hills. I think he was like right up there after 36 holes. I think he finished like top 25 that week. Uh, played well at Torrey Pines last year. Uh, always does well at the Honda. So good Florida course history there. And I just think like, if this is going to be kind of like a weird, like, TBC Sawgrass, where you gotta grind out pars, stay consistent, hit your irons good, get up and down. I like Russell Henley. Uh, I've been playing the Cameron Gengali play the dip all year long, and we are on the dip again. Yep. So his last, going back to last fall, T2 cut, T7 cut, T3 cut, T13 cut. So, yep. and no one's on him this week. Yep. And if we want to talk about a guy who can play well, and Difficult win conditions. The Zozo was pretty difficult when they were for Japan. The Valero Texas Open last year, pretty difficult final round. Windy, rain, did okay there. Good iron player, can scramble, puts well on the overseed. If no one's playing him, I'll just go with the trend and say he's going to have like a top 20 finish this week. And then Alex Noren, that's a guy I talked about yesterday of where he's peaking in a certain area he's not usually good at. So that's his iron play. He's been hitting his irons really good since the beginning of the year. Always a really good scrambler and get up and down for par. Always a really good putter. He's been pretty good on peat dive tracks, pretty good on Florida tracks, pretty good in these penal golf courses too. At $7,000, I am playing a lot of Alex and we not just here, but on my betting card. So Okay. All
0: there's right. my four.
3: All right. Well, All right.
0: I'm going take one more break, and then we'll uh, go dumpster diving. Did you guys know that browsing online and using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy, Jeff? They know your weird search history. Uh, that's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers. advertisers, your ISP, and other private eyes. That's why I use IPVanish, a VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands like Russia. Uh, even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices, even your fire stick. Whether at home or in public, I don't go online without using IP vanish. And they are offering incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish super easy to use. Like I said, if I could do it, you could do it. All you got to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You don't even know it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP to claim your 70% off savings. That's com slash SGP. Okay, Catherine. Take a deep breath. Yeah, I got it. And Next now day.
3: go break down the six thousand dollar range. Give me like three or four guys you like. He's such a cocksucker. Um, all
0: right, so uh, I, I'm going. It, I'm going with the thing that it's going to be witty. It's going to be tough. A guy who came off at a four to one top twenty for me last week. I'm sticking with my guys. Going back to the fucking ear, baby. Let's go, Lucas Herbert. Tough conditions, windy. He's wild off the tee. I was gonna ask you, what is Euro stats? Do you know what he does when it's not the driver? Like when he clubs down, is he not as wild? I don't know, man. I'd have to look. You don't get to roll your eyes when you tell me you keep your own spreadsheets on the Euro guys, and I ask you a question about a fucking Euro guy. It's a very obscure question, but okay. (laughs) I don't get that. I can answer
3: it for you. You just write it down, and you know my secretary will handle it. Okay, fine, go
0: fuck yourself. All <laughs> right, so um and then uh, I'm going back to the post as well. I hate the I hate the trend of well cut doing well cut, but he's played well here two times in a row, both of them have been in March. Um I don't give a fuck, he's sixty one hundred, lets me do what I want. You know what I mean? And if he can make the weekend, then fucking crazy. I was gonna take for but I figured I'd let Jeff, who I'm sure is gonna take Fratelli, talk about him. Uh, so I'm going to go back to my boy Mutez, man. Like, like, whatever. Like, he's fine. Like, I feel like he doesn't have a good course history here, but I don't care. Like, he, he, he's been playing really well lately. Sands last week. And, uh, I want your opinion on McCarthy. I know it's all putter, but (laughs) what are you fucking laughing at? McCarthy. (laughs) (laughs) The, um, it's, I know it's all putter, but. I mean, for whatever, or $6, whatever the hell he is. Like, I mean, it's not bad,
3: right? I mean, I mean, he's basically Brendan Todd at four hundred dollars cheaper. So, right? I don't, I, don't I, mean, like I, mean, Todd. I mean, Brendan Todd's a guy I kind of like. So,
0: yeah, but I, I, guess I, I don't like. I don't like watching him, and I get four hundred dollars savings. So, okay, well, they're the same player, though. So, yeah. I don't yeah. like watching Todd. I don't think I've actually ever watched McCarthy what more than Brendan like four fucking else?
3: What's Brendan Todd done to you? you know, I what? don't
0: know. I, I, is, he looks like a fucking goober, too, doesn't he?
1: He's okay nice, Be Brendan yeah. Todd alone. I like Brendan Todd. It's fine. It's fine. Whenever, yeah. Just saying. listen. All right. I'm
2: Brendan Todd.
0: jeez <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice gentleman. He's a grind grinds his asshole. Yeah, yeah, you, you must, you must have had Maybe Harry Hicks in the Bermuda Championship
3: when Brendan, Brendan Todd stole that from him.
0: I probably fucking did. Actually, actually, you might be right. Maybe. <laughs> that's that's a deep cut. Oh, All
3: here. right. So look, like if I'm going for guys like that, I think can make up. Some of their ball striking deficiencies with tougher conditions where you can just get up and down and scramble pretty well and putt pretty well the overseas. Well, why we started Mackenzie Hughes? Seems like anytime it's a little bit of a rock fight where everyone's missing greens, crappy conditions. He rides the occasion. I know the, uh, I think the, uh, what the 2021 20, Masters, the spring one, he did okay. Obviously he got the BMW Championship where everybody's missing greens and he did well there. He's good at the Honda Classic. Um, so I guess I like him. Uh, I just saw about Brendan Todd, guy who just makes a lot of fairways and scrambled, puts pretty well on the overseed, has decent courses through here, but I'm not really using that a whole lot this week. Uh, I think I'm just looking for a guy down this range. I, I think he's going to make the cut. Uh, I know he's has been hitting his irons all that good lately, but a lot of that has just been an ill-time water ball or something. Maybe he can clean it up this week. So I like him. Adam Hadwin's actually a guy I like a lot this week. I know he had the miscut of the Genesis, and he didn't. Like, he played okay on the West Coast. He had some good finishes, some duds, but for whatever reason, isn't he actually is putting very well on the POA out there, which is strange because he's said before that he prefers West Coast POA. But the last time he actually gained strokes putting was at the Amex, and that's overseeded greens and basically just a cheap imitation of TBC Sawgrass. So if he can get on overseed this week, maybe he can putt a little better. He's been hitting his irons okay. You know, that's another guy who can get up and down for par. I like him. And then Pat Prez has just been good. He's been solid. He's been making cuts. Hitting his irons good. He scrambles well. He puts well on the overseed. You know he's got a lot of course history here. For sixty four hundred bucks, he makes the weekend finishes within the top fifty. I'm pretty happy for a DFS lineup. So, all
1: right, Jeff, what about you? I all think right. I, I, how did I miss Perez? I don't know.
2: I don't know how you miss this guy. I don't know how I'm going to start with this. I might go to him last. Guys, oh, okay. a couple of misses. Um, first thing I I would say I'm going to take a nice look at uh, Brian Harmon, who's got two top tens here the last two years and. Was pretty good. He wasn't great at Honda, but he's been adequate. Six thousand nine hundred. Brian Harmon is in play. You know, I didn't. We didn't mention this, but in the there's some weird. Like, why is Doc
0: Redmond seventy one hundred? That is because he's got a good course history here.
2: No, he doesn't. Yes, he does he? Does. Doesn't he? No, he doesn't. Doc You're God. thinking
0: about Doug Kim? Oh yeah, Doug Kim. which Redmond? Redmond isn't Redmond? Doesn't he live here too? Does he live in PV? It's, I don't know.
3: It's I, I, odd. did
0: Didn't they set this pricing a couple of weeks ago? No, Maybe it
3: was last, last some, week. Last week, I think they've had Look, the pricing out for a little bit. Like makes, you know,
2: it, last week, it's that's an anomaly. But I didn't mention Russell Knox up there. If we're going to talk about okay him up, Russell's been playing well. Yeah, this is right in his wheelhouse. I like you're Brian su- Harmon though. You're a sucker for Knox, I was
1: surprised <laughs> he didn't mention <you> Keegan. So, <laughs> I mean, 16 <laughs> to 29th, the last two years. 11. I know, I know, iron player. I know.
2: that seems. That seems uh, he seems playable at 6,900. I know. I like a super
0: chalky guy or whatever. So he's going to be chalky. He's going to be at least 10%, and Keegan's my guy. And I've told the story before. I put that poor prick in the water, uh, like, on 18 one year here um, by talking to him and mushing him. Um, and I don't know, man. Like, I want to play him. But at the same point, like I don't know, he looked okay on the weekend too. Ten, just ten percent Keegan always scares me because he pops in all these fucking nerd models. You know what I mean? Like if, that's just what it is. And if he's not going to have to have his long irons, like I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't know.
2: Okay, I he finished second to Sam Burns at the Valspar, but that was a fake Valspar. Um,
0: no, it was real. I had money on Keegan, and that motherfucker. No, it, it, nah, it, it was. It was a. It was a
3: it was a fake Valspar. Oh, because it's, of the no. because
2: Bermuda. Of, yeah. Bermuda. Okay. Yeah. All right. You mentioned Dylan Fratelli. Listen, I heard you guys reference this on several occasions. I, right, I, that is, this is not my take. I heard Dylan Fratelli on a podcast and he was talking about how he liked the Pete Dye design and he, how he was looking forward to playing in Sawgrass and his first appearance there, he finished 22nd, almost cashed that top 20. Yeah. And, uh,
1: this is his eighth week in a row that he's playing. Yeah. So that's that's a lot of golf. It's a lot of West golf. West Coast, the East Coast.
2: I don't know what's going on there. So I don't know if I endorse that. But one name that I do like that you haven't mentioned, and I'm surprised because you guys are very, very smart. But I thought of this today, and I was we were talking about the Valero Texas Open. Yeah. And I remember there's a narrative around this guy about TPC courses. How about KH Lee? At one hundred and fifty to one, uh, he hasn't missed the cut all year. He was forty first here last year, sixty three hundred dollars. What, uh, what am I? What am I? What am I wrong? Know, you, you know, I mean, listen, on you're in the Plano claro Texas Open or he won the
0: Byron Nelson? No, he's in Byron him. Nelson. Byron Nelson. Damn it! But okay, but it's fine. Okay. It, it's so like, fine. so Cage leads in my brain is a, like he's he's all, he's going to be on my first round leader card. Like that's a fact. That's happening. Like, uh, and he's sixty three hundred. I don't know. I feel like what has he done here since
1: he switched the match? I don't know. He played look. here once. He yeah. only played here once. He
0: finished forty first. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm fine with the first round leader and listen, make the cut, like whatever. I'm fine with Cage Lee. I don't know if betting him fucking outright. Like, I feel like that's just way. Well,
2: I screwed that up. <laughs> I, I I confused the Valero Texas Open, which uh, Jordan Spieth won, with yeah.
1: uh, Byron Nelson. I don't know if he
2: contended though. Now, he's big. But that TPC thing, that's definitely real. Oh, it's and definitely real. Talk about the green surfaces at the uh, TPC Scottsdale. Yeah. It, it was very good there. Yep. So there's some, there's a little bit
0: of merit there. Yeah, I'm I listen, like, I'm fine with I'm absolutely fine. Like, he will be on my 1st round leader card. Like, I already have, like, five guys who I know I'm playing, like, regardless of whatever number they put next to it, occasionally he's one of them. And, <laughs> and,
3: and, like, the guy who designed Craig Ranch is Tom Wise. He designed TPC Scottsdale. So mm-hmm. if you want to take, you know, back in the 63 60- Tom Weisskopf, yep. there you go. Capper, yeah. did yeah. you hit Rory first round leader list?
1: week? I did.
2: My, I sent my brother was asking me about first round leaders, and I yeah. sent a, a screenshot of your card. Yeah, and he says, uh, "I'm not playing nine first round leaders." <laughs> <laughs> okay, but these are if you're going to play three, here's a list of guys that somebody who, who would know yeah. would play. And yeah. it turns out I'm like, yeah, I saw Rory on there. Which and I remember when I heard you say that on the podcast. I'm like, Rory, first round leader. What are we doing? Like what are, yeah, I mean, you don't get good value on that. Twenty five to one, man. Yeah it's, it always, one. yeah, it's only bad value if you lose. So yeah, exactly. that was uh congratulations. Thanks,
3: buddy. <laughs> All right. So usually this part of the show after we're done breaking down the tears, uh, we let our guests just rant about anything. So Jeff, what are you burning on? You can
2: talk oh, about
1: golf, thought,
3: other sports, whatever. I thought about this,
1: and uh i don't know I don't know if I could tie these two things together or not, but i will uh I will try first of
2: all, I want to say that in general, I hate hearing people complain, so do you listen to yourself without taking without taking <laughs> i can't I don't like this segment at all. I think it's fucking obnoxious. I think that listen to Boston Capper complain about the fucking New England Patriots and their seven Super Bowls and having one five hundred season—that's obnoxious.
1: I don't like, so I don't yeah. want to sit here and bitch and moan and complain
0: because it's right, just. Well, then talk about something you're grateful for, then Jeff. If we want to go there, that that all right. For,
1: well, no, I am going to bitch <laughs> for
2: a second. Okay. There's way too much mushing going on in this little community that we have right now. Absolutely. Where with the with the with the tweets and the text messages and the DMs and people telling you who they have and then people telling you what they're rooting for and they don't know what you have and they don't know what you're rooting for and you end up rooting against each other and there's too much freaking clutter. Can we just shut up and watch and see what happens and then if we hit That's great, and if you lose, okay. But this constant, constant, I mean, it starts on Thursday. There's so much negativity with every bogey and every birdie, and how? why did I play this guy, and this guy sucks, and its it's so, I don't know how people get enjoyment out of that. That's why I'm a big proponent of don't fucking tweet me on Thursday and send me screenshots of the listener league that you're winning when there's 417 holes remaining. It doesn't make any sense to me. You're just wasting my time and you sound like an idiot. So I just think that people just need to just calm down, let things play out, stop mushing other people. I heard you mention the Gary Woodland thing and cousin mush or whatever the <laughs> hell that guy is. And it's like, Oh, maybe that's why I lost my Gary Woodland bet. <laughs> <laughs> out there texting Boston capper, you know. I don't want to hear. I just everybody shut up. And this one's cursed. And this one, and this is bad juju. And this guy's talking to his picture during a perfect game. And it's like, how is this fun? We're all end up losing money. How is this fun? So that's what I'm burning on. Everybody, just shut the fuck up and just watch and see what happens. And so turn your phone off
3: and leave it alone. That's it. Amen, brother. Uh, I love it. So here's the thing, it. like, it's so stupid that we get caught up with this stuff, but it just seems like every single time someone opens their mouth or says something, just stuff goes wrong. Seriously. It, it's, it's weird, insane. but it's, it's the dumbest things we worry about, but I, it's annoying. It's frustrating. And then we end up just lashing out and blaming something else for it. So. Yep. That's why I always ask for radio silence, Steve. I, and I, unless <laughs> I want to do some shtick <laughs> that's, that has nothing oh. to do with the tournament. Yes, I usually respect you in that regard. <laughs> All right. Well we take one more break and then we'll uh talk about who we got outright.
0: All right. Well listen, uh PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is around the corner and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every season Prop Swappers are making thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best dollars on Prop Swap because you're buying directly from betters like yourself, like Gil from Jersey. Uh who purchased a Murray State Championship ticket. Oh, that's a friend of my uh father's uh school. Like the only reason I even know what that is is because uh he talks about them every fucking match that is. Uh championship ticket on Prop Swap at 225 to 1. While the sports books are only offering 151 odds, now's the time to find those Cinderellas while the odds are high. And cash out on Prop Swap with the tourney stars. And remember when you're making your bets, go for two. Make two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for profit and Keep one to let it ride. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. So go hurry up and download the app today. They get fantastic features like filtered, listed tickets, so you can find the best value, all the big sales and red hot tickets, and a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into bonus cash. Uh, first and, of course, a first deposit match. We use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match up to $500. But join the real sports bettors on PropSwap. It's where America buys and sells sports bets. And don't forget to go download the SGPN app. Uh It gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss us a review and download the SGPN app today. And we're running a special contest this week. Uh So you guys got to follow at the – not me on Twitter. Steve's not on it. We have a golf gambling podcast. Um Twitter right. handle. <laughs> and, uh, and so we're going to give away a golf gambling, uh, polo or a golf gambling podcast polo, uh, for if you guess the outright and then the tiebreaker will be the first round leader. If you guess both, you'll win a thousand dollars. We're going to give you a thousand dollars. If you can, if you can pick the first round leader and the outright and worst comes to worst, uh, you'll get a shot new, uh, Adidas golf gambling podcast polo. So and, and the winning score, by the way. Yeah, you yeah gotta get all
3: three, then you'll get a
0: thousand bucks, yeah so,
3: but it'd be well earned if you can get all three, yeah all right, so let's go over who we got outrights um Jeff, you got any bets down yet as far as who's winning this thing? no, I sot no. i I made
1: okay. a
2: new year's resolution that I don't put any of my bets in until Wednesday, so okay. I, I miss that on value, but I like yep. to get as much information as I can, and then I don't have to worry about making a bet too early, and then everybody take like i don't. I, I made a change and I only, okay. only one time this year I bet a guy uh Morikawa
3: at Riviera on that Monday morning. I bet that. Alright. Do you have do you have like any inkling right now as far yeah, as what no, might no, go? I, okay. I, I
2: got some guys that I'm
1: probably gonna
2: I'm you know, Xander's twenty five to one and you know, you always hear oh, how can Xander how 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 can you bet Xander eighteen to one? That's not my Boston Capper impression, but he's <laughs> he is a, Oh, how can he be priced up with these guys? Well, now he's down to twenty-five. He's like ninth on the board, I want to say, mm-hmm. and just just because, just because gold medal players championship, yeah, make my life miserable. That can happen. So I'm playing that <laughs> uh, DJ. Oh, do we care what how how what range are we talking here? We don't oh, do just, ranges. Yeah, just so whatever you, you want.
0: Yeah, we're not breaking down the bad guy. No, okay. Want.
2: Yeah, I like um, – I'm going to have to have a little sprinkle on DJ at 40. That's you got to get it before it
0: moves, man. I'm telling you. I've, I've already I, seen him move you
1: know, we'll see. moving
0: two shops already. I'm just telling you. So I know you want to wait till Wednesday. We're looking out, Capper. All right, so I might bet DJ. Yeah, why don't you I do might, it right now?
1: While I we're might bet
2: Brooksy at 35. So I'm
3: looking at that. So what? You guys name a couple of guys and then we'll – well, I'll 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 okay. Yeah, I mean, I so I have six, but it's because I got really good numbers on some guys okay so and where the numbers are right now i probably wouldn't bet them. so all right Taba so about hideki i got him a 31 to 1 i'm worried that was a week early on him i just can see like like the theme with this card is like guys who i think are adaptable guys who i think can handle just mucky conditions because they're really good iron players and good scramblers and just can survive the elements so Hideki's one of those guys um I kind of question how tough Daniel Berger is, but I got a 41 to one on him. And just because like, listen, great iron player, great scrambler, great in Florida. And I know he blew that Honda, you know, tournament, but listen, that's golf sometimes. So maybe a couple breaks go his way this time. I love the number. And there's what I'm looking for this week. Um, yeah, Brooks at 50 to one. I don't love him. I think as much as other people do, but I remember saying after the Honda that I was impressed with how he played and that how I completely just disregarded how he did Riviera because he was like a Kuyu. And I actually said, I'm kind of interested at the players, what his number would be. And it's 50. I feel like I just had to bet it because otherwise karma is going to punish me. If I don't, so I bet that, nope. um, I understand the course history sucks on Jordan Spieth, but what if it just is just chaos and, with the weather changing every single day, you know, I think he can, maybe he can just, and and like with course history here, like it's, it can be unpredictable. And I like how he's hitting his irons. He played well for two rounds of Riviera, just didn't have really good, you know, weekend, played awesome with Pebble. should have won that. And he's 60 to one to win this tournament. I like him. Um, can I the Russell Henley? I got him at one twenty to one. I don't think he's actually going to win, but what if he does win? Well, it all it takes is somebody from you know hitting the ball in the water in seventeen. And there's a lot of things I like about him. I love the number at over hundred.
1: And then the last guy, and Capper, you don't like him this week. Okay. My concern with Patrick Cantlay is that I've been big on the weather, and he has that bad back. But I figure, look, he's had a couple of weeks off. It's cold in Pebble Beach, and he seems to do okay.
3: He's good at the Diet Coke version of TV Seasonal on out West. Uh, West. He's a patient golfer. He's a guy who I feel like can grind it out if the elements are pretty severe and changing. He's a thoughtful guy, a smart guy. Um, I know that people have been talking about the trend with his irons being he's lost three of the last four weeks. Well, two of those tournaments, they didn't record shot link data in two of the rounds. So how can you really say that? And he played great in both. He finished top five in both events. Um, I just think he's playing really good, and I got a price for twenty six to one for a guy that I think can play positional golf, be patient, you know, can scramble well, not make a whole lot of mistakes. I understand the course history sucks here, but last year, kind of similar, I think, with Xander, he withdrew from concession a couple weeks before that with some sort of illness. I think Jeff, you actually made mention that there might have been some off the course issue with Cantlay around that time, and maybe that's why he wasn't playing great. I think he's in a better spot now. I think he's playing good, and I like the number, and I could definitely see him kind of grinding out just a tough event this week. So I okay. took Cantlay twenty six.
0: I like the the nicest way to say uh, watching Cantlay play golf makes you want to kill yourself is he's a patient golfer. Mm-hmm. Like 9,000 fucking years to set up every goddamn shot. Like, Easy. anyway. I think the term is deliberate.
3: Yeah, deliberate. It's a deliberate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Deliberately going to throw something at him on fucking Sunday at TPC if he's doing that bullshit.
3: Easy. Um,
0: <laughs> I'm not really going to do it, Jeff. All right. So if, uh, if you run onto the course and ruin my outright, I'm not going to be happy with you. Oh, don't. Listen, don't you don't you tell You're me screaming what I scream in the
3: middle of his bat? Screaming, I, the went, to, I went to
0: Catholic school. Fucking, I do not react well to people telling me what I can and cannot do. Just ask my wife. I just, I don't like It's taken years of just like, I'm no, I'm broken, baby. I'm sorry. Just please phrase it in a different way and I won't do it. Like, that's it. Um, okay. I'm just, I just buck immediately. Anyway, so just like whatever, I just bet DJ immediately because the number is like whatever. Even, I don't give a fuck if he loses. Like when am I going to get an opportunity to bet DJ at 40 to 1 in my brain? Snap bet that. Um, so, and then I bet, uh, Decky at 30 as well. Um, thinking I was going to be a week earlier and I was super high on him last week. Um, his number really hasn't drifted as much. I probably shouldn't have snapped better this fast because I think it's only at 28 at most places. Uh, <laughs> ooh, excuse me. And I got burger, uh, at 35 as well. I just think that number's wrong. Somebody who just, who should have closed, but he didn't. So whatever. Sweet. I'll take the drift. And then same thing with Brooks. Like whatever, man. I just bet bad numbers. Um, what I thought were bad numbers and that, that, that's all I've done so far. I got a couple long shots that I'm looking at. Like the, the year is like fucking 250 to one. Like, whatever, man, throw fucking 10 bucks on that. Who gives a shit? Like, who knows? Maybe this carnage and chaos. That would be nice. Um, I don't really know what to do with ROM at 14 (laughs) because I know, man, I'm just telling you, like, I, I kind of want to football bet it, but I've already made for sub basically sub 40 picks. So I can't really do that. If we're going to structure the card correctly, which I don't do because I'm a degenerate gambler. I have no structure to my cards. If I want to bet somebody, I'm going to bet somebody.
3: Um, Here's the thing. I think, you're gonna to wanna to save some room in your budget to fire. So like how I bet outright yeah, like, I know, you're right. not a whole lot of capital I'm actually spending pre tournament. Yeah. So I have room, especially at the numbers I got some of these guys, like to fire a couple of times. I, I don't want to get wrapped up in anyone under twenty to one this week. Uh I mean, I don't think anyone is gonna run away with it never by know. the weekend. Okay. So you never know, but I don't know, just I mean, Saturday looks nuts. Yeah. Like I, I wanted to go
0: out there Thursday it could and Friday. It could be a, could be a,
3: a Monday school. finish. I don't know how much golf they're going to get in on Friday. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, like, kind of like you, I just kind of looked at numbers and said, I like this, I like this.
0: So if I have Sunday tickets, do I just get to go for the finish on Monday, too, if it goes over, or do I have to buy another yeah. fucking ticket? Yeah, they'll let you back. It's, no. Isn't it oh, final round passes? Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's exciting, man. I, yeah, I, I got to get stoked. down to the players one of these Come times. down, man. You can
0: I stay do. at Day Clifford. Bro, my, kids, my kids can drive you nuts. We can go it's out for a couple like, rounds.
2: No, I'm definitely going to go to the players at some point. I'm going to go to yeah. the players. I'm going to go to a memorial. I'm going to – it's on the list.
0: Yeah, well, listen. Seriously, what we can talk offline. We can try to plan it. We can do like – like make it like a Florida swing golf trip. We can go play a couple good courses during the week and then finish it up with uh, TPC. No, definitely. Um, I'm in. I'm, I'm going to do that. I yeah, think. I got I got cousin Mush coming down. We're gonna try to do a golf uh keep
2: <laughs> that guy away from me. All right.
0: <laughs> it's Kramer's it's Kramer's cousin, Dennis, man. You know him. He's all he's he's been he's been around forever. Anyway, but I he's ca- he's coming down in May. He's coming down in May we're gonna do uh we're gonna do a, a golf trip, Orlando, Tampa, Miami.
2: Very nice. Can I throw a couple of things out there? Yeah, go for it.
0: Yep. Okay. Are you done? No yeah, I'm done. he's done.
2: I I'm gonna play Abe answer only because I said it on Andy Wax podcast back in the fall, and if okay. I don't bet that, I'm going to be mad at myself. Okay. Uh, yo, Justin Rose is 100 to one. I know. Same but... odds as Norrin and Shame is uh, Chris Kirk. I could have been a week. One he
3: could have won fucking Tory a couple of weeks ago. I know. I I bet him last week, and I thought about it hard to go back. I might start with a positional, and then maybe see if I can see how he does it first.
2: 101 is, is is pretty high and uh KH Lee not because he's asian but maybe he could pull like a Siwoo Kim at 181 and uh win this thing and all of a sudden it's like oh uh, TPC Scottsdale that might be a thing i don't know i don't know i i had this KH Lee idea in my head i felt a lot better about it when i thought that he won the Blackwood texas not Byron nelson
0: but well i don't Paulie awesome. Polly, Polly Poodles, who I know is now a follower of yours on Twitter and talks to you all the time, Uh yeah. He is he is also uh, on cage early.
2: Oh well, that's not good. <laughs> I don't want that. Maybe I'll play what? Russell Knox at one eighty. There you shout go. Out to, shout out to the heritage. He always plays well at the heritage. So I got some. I got some things I need to do. I got to hunker down, but. Hey guys, this has been, uh, this has been great. It's really great to talk to you again. I really appreciate it.
0: Always, man. We love having you on. Plug your shit, man. Tell them where to find you.
1: Oh, oh, wow.
2: Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> Listen, Wednesday nights, eight o'clock. You can find me on the, on the old Twitter, Nagels Bagels. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. That would be helpful. Also Nagels Bagels. But Wednesday nights, eight o'clock, I go over my lineup, do a little, little preview you've got all the information that you need by then, we got ownership, and I just basically give out my lineup, my lineup construction, Just it's basically an hour of me just talking out loud about how I got to where I got, and I'll occasionally say something funny and insightful and give you something to think about, but don't fucking copy my lineup because that's bullshit. But you won't win if you do anyway, so.
0: <laughs> it hasn't been I I haven't gotten off to a great start. i got to make some changes. I gotta do, got do something. Don't forget yelling at Barry. You do that once a show as well. At least once a show.
1: Oh that oh, All right,
0: all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Alright, listen. You guys know where to find him. He is fucking super entertaining. Um you think he's fucking nuts with people around, like when he's when he has no checks and balances, the Rams can go. It's pretty fucking funny. See if you got anything else to you got anything else to add, bro?
3: No, that's it. We, uh, got our prop show tomorrow and we'll, uh, finish completing the, uh, betting card.
0: Yep. That's it, man. So you know where to find Steve. Uh, he is Twitterless. So, uh, go click on all his articles over on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, click on the link, join us in the Slack channel. Uh, we like to shoot the shit and, uh, throw a bunch of bets around on there and break balls. You know where to find me, Boston underscore capper, uh, on Twitter. Uh, feel free to yell at me, tell me how much you love me and the handsome I am. That's fine too. Uh, and then, uh, don't forget to go follow the, uh, the new golf, uh, gambling podcast, uh, why can't I fucking figure out how to say Twitter handle? Um, so go do that, um, and then obviously uh, uh, jump in on that uh, on that giveaway, man. Get a th- get a free hoodie and uh, possibly win a G. So thanks to Jeff again. Go follow him on YouTube, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Let's go break those fucking books.